Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Bankruptcy cases generally aren't that exciting, but once in a while, something comes along and surprises you. So Caleb, Zachary, Tim, and Jeffrey all sent me a story from CNBC.com, and it's the Supreme Court ruling on a bankruptcy case, 9-0. They unanimously ruled on this, which, number one, that makes it interesting. But number two, it raises an interesting point, and they say that bankruptcy filers cannot avoid debt incurred by another's fraud. It's kind of convoluted, and it's an old case. It's dragged through the court systems for quite some time. But the Supreme Court, in a unanimous decision, ruled that a California woman could not use the bankruptcy code protection to avoid paying a $200,000 debt that resulted from fraud by her partner. And by the way, that debt has now climbed up to over a million dollars. The court said that the woman owed the debt, even if she did not know about her husband's misrepresentations, regarding the condition of a house that they sold to a real estate developer in San Francisco. And it's over a $2 million house. Now, it's important to understand, we don't actually know who knew what. But the allegation is that she went into bankruptcy court and said, I want this debt discharged because I did not know about the fraud underlying it that resulted in this judgment against me and my partner. The court is saying it doesn't matter even if she didn't know. So we don't want to argue about whether or not she actually knew. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point. So the court is saying, even if she could prove beyond a reasonable doubt she had no knowledge of the fraud by her partner, she's still on the hook for this. So the buyer had sued the couple and won a judgment for misrepresentations involving that house. The opinion was written by Justice Barrett, and it's a 9-0 opinion, And it resolves a difference of opinion between several federal circuit appeals courts on the question of whether an innocent party can shield themselves from debt for another person's fraud after filing for bankruptcy. And this is a split between the circuits. So some circuits went one way and some circuits went the other way. And the only way to resolve that is to get the Supreme Court to step in and answer the question once and for all. So there you go. Now, the ruling cited and underscored a Supreme Court decision from 1885, which I remember that decision. It it seems like just yesterday, (laughs) 1885, which found that two partners in a New York wool company were liable for the debt due to a fraudulent claim of a third partner, even though they were not themselves guilty of wrong. So the three partners of the firm were doing business. One of them committed fraud that apparently benefited all three of them. And the other two guys go, hey, look, We weren't involved in that, but it looked like they benefited from it. So there you go. Uh, Here the court dismissed the seller's grammar-focused argument, which claimed that the relevant section of the bankruptcy code, which says money obtained by fraud, actually should be money obtained by the individual debtor's fraud. But it doesn't say that. You, (laughs) You can't just insert words into a statute you don't like. If you could do that, I mean, you'd always win, but of course, the other side could do it too. Innocent people are sometimes held liable for fraud that they did not personally commit. And if they declare bankruptcy, the code bars discharge of that debt, the court wrote. So it is the same for the sellers here, and we are sensitive to the hardship that she faces. So it was a a man and a woman who were the sellers, and the argument is, One of them knew about the fraud and the other one did not. But this debt 
comes in and it was over a house that the two of them apparently owned together. So the debt to the buyer was originally a court judgment of $200,000, $200,000. Now that judgment was entered in 2012, 2012, which that was not that long ago, but in some respects it was. Since has grown to more than $1.1 million as a result of post-judgment interest, according to the San Francisco attorney who represented the buyer in a lawsuit over the house sale. Meanwhile, the uh, debt is growing at a current rate of 10% annually, and that it excludes attorney fees to which she is also entitled to under California law. So remember that this is actually two legal actions, two different court systems. Somebody buys a house, they argue it's defective, they sue the seller, they win. That's happening in one court. When that judgment gets entered against the sellers of the house, one of the sellers runs into bankruptcy court and goes, I want a discharge. Bankruptcy court is federal court, and it's a separate branch of federal court in many respects. So then that is what wound up through to the Supreme Court. So there's a lot of litigation going on here, and it ain't cheap. Uh, the attorney says, we've been working on this since 2008 and now finally have been vindicated. Justice is served for all victims of the fraud. Hence, I am happy today. Meanwhile, lawyers for the sellers uh, did not have an immediate comment on the ruling, saying he planned to discuss the decision with his client. Now, one of the justices, Sotomayor, in a concurring opinion, joined Justice Jackson noting that the ruling involves people who acted together in a partnership, not a situation involving fraud by a person bearing no agency or partnership relationship to the debtor. She wanted to make that clear. So she said, with that understanding, I concur. She's pointing out that when you buy a house from a couple, okay, presumably the property's in both of their names, they're both involved in that sale. So when the seller discloses or fails to disclose something, that kind of does go back on both of them. They're both involved in it. They both own the house, right? So she wanted to make sure that was clear. In case you're curious, this ruling from the Supreme Court came down 18 years after the sale. 18 years. So at that time, the woman and her then-boyfriend jointly bought a house in San Francisco in 2005, planned to remodel it and sell it for a profit. So the husband, the man here, who later became the husband, I guess, hired an architect, engineer, general contractor, monitored the progress, paid for the work, while the wife, on the other hand, was largely uninvolved, largely uninvolved. The house was eventually bought by the buyer after the sellers attested that they had disclosed all material facts relating to the property. But the buyer learned that the house had a leaky roof, defective windows, a missing fire escape, and permit problems. So he then sued the couple, claiming he'd overpaid for the home based on their misrepresentations of the property. And a jury ruled in his favor, awarding him $200,000 from the sellers. The couple was unable to pay the award or other creditors and filed for protection under Chapter 7 of the Bankruptcy Code, which normally allows people to void all of their debts except for certain kinds. And money from fraud is one, Sometimes intentional torts are listed. Uh, so not all debts are dischargeable, as Judge Barrett wrote. The code makes several exceptions to that rule, including the one at issue in this case, which is Section 523A2A. Bars the discharge of any debt for money 
to the extent obtained by false pretenses, a false representation, or actual fraud. So the buyer challenged the couple's move to void their debt to him on that ground. Um, A U.S. bankruptcy court judge ruled in his favor, saying that neither of the couple could discharge their debt to the buyer. Uh, And then, of course, that went up on appeal. Based on testimony from the parties, real estate agents, and contractors, the court found that one of the two, the husband, had knowingly concealed the house's defects from the buyer. And the court imputed that fraudulent intent to the wife because the two had formed a legal partnership to execute the renovation and resale project, adding that the couple appealed that ruling, and then, of course, here we are. So I know some people who stuck with this all the way to the end (laughs) might say that's still so unfair. The husband goes off and does something, and the wife is on the hook for it. Well, let me ask you a question. Would she have benefited from that if they hadn't gotten sued? You're probably going to say yes, right? So if she's going to benefit from it and claim ignorance, shouldn't she be on the hook for it when she claims ignorance? And so, you know, but the law says that. The law specifically says money obtained by fraud, period. And it didn't insert the other words that the other people would like to have been there. The plain language of the statute says it's money obtained by fraud. It is subject to this and cannot be shielded from the reach of the bankruptcy court. So I apologize. There have been a bunch of edits in today's video. And uh, I have people once in a while will ask me, they say, Steve, I saw a bunch of edits there. Chopping out swear words, were you? Or were you, were you really going crazy? No, no, no. <laughs> it's really early in the morning. And uh, I've been coughing a little bit. And so I chopped those out. And some of you might not know this, but I've got a second channel called Steve Leto Vault. And on my second channel, I post old videos. Videos that I've taken down off my main channel years ago. I realized I've got hundreds and hundreds of videos that I'd put up and I took down and some people never saw them because I put them up a long time ago. So on my other channel yesterday, I posted a video where I didn't edit out anything and I that's what I used to do and it was like 18 minutes long and occasionally I'd cough and every time I hear that in one of my own videos, it drives me crazy because now I chop all that stuff out but I didn't used to. <laughs> so some people say, Steve, I really like your old videos because your background's not so cluttered or whatever but you know everything evolves including my editing style apparently so today you won't hear me coughing but you'll see the edits in the old days you'd hear me coughing but there's no edits and then of course that might explain why the video is 18 minutes long but anyway steve leto vault is my other channel i'll put a link in the description to this video but otherwise the supreme court has ruled 9-0 that bankruptcy filers cannot avoid debt incurred by another's fraud CNBC.com is the version I read to you. Dan Mangan wrote that. Caleb, Tim, Zachary, and Jeffrey all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. This will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game.